This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And I wanted to get one of our favorite draft experts on to talk about it, and we've done that. Dane Brugler of The Athletic, I think he does maybe the best job in the country right now of breaking the draft down, and you should follow him if you're not already. Uh, make sure you check out all of his content in The Athletic leading up to the draft. He's on social at DP Brugler. Uh, Dwayne, Dane, thanks for the time. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Great, buddy. Doing good. So let's just start before we kind of lead the witness here. Breakdowns of May and Daniels and how you rate them at this moment at the quarterback position. Yeah, One thing about mock drafts, too, I think it's important for just everybody to remember mock drafts are about laying out scenarios, you know, especially in January. You know, this is a lot's going to change between now and draft day. It's not about, you know, making sure we're getting these exactly right in terms of accuracy. It's about, hey, this is a possibility. This is one way the draft could realistically play out. And uh, I think it's one of the biggest myths with the draft process is there is a consensus quarterback board that all teams follow. You know, this guy's quarterback one, this guy, it's just that's not how it works. Every team has their own quarterback board, and it is different from team to team. And if Jaden Daniels is quarterback one for one team, I, I, don't, I don't think it'd be that much of a shock because with Jay Daniels, what he put on film the last two years at LSU, which, by the way, first time in his career, he's had the same play caller and ecosystem, offensive ecosystem in back-to-back years um, the, these past two years at LSU. And obviously we've seen how, that, how that's played out for him. Um, but what he put on film this year, I, I'm a big proponent of uh, guys that create explosive plays. I think that translates. I think you know, those are the type of guys I want on my team. Jane Daniels accounted for 90 plays of 20 plus yards this year uh, using both his legs and his arm. And to put that number in perspective, Joe Burrow, when he had that national championship Heisman winning season a couple of years ago at LSU, he had 87 uh, plays of 20 plus yards. So Jane Daniels had three more. Plus he played in only 12 games. Burrow did that in 15 games. So what Daniels has put on film this year is really impressive. I think, does he benefit from, uh, two first-round wide receivers, no doubt. Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas are awesome. The two other receivers behind them, they'll be drafted next year. Uh, the offensive line was fantastic. It really gave Jane Daniels a chance to read out and process the field. Um, but I, I think he – and it's not a, an apples-to-apples comparison, but the name that comes up when you talk to scouts about uh, Jane Daniels is Lamar Jackson. Again, not an apples-to-apples comparison, but defenses have to defend Jane Daniels the same way they have to defend Lamar Jackson because he is a true threat with his legs. 
uh, had over a thousand yards rushing this past year, averaged almost a hundred yards uh, per game. Um, so there's just a lot of things about Daniel's game that teams are really drawn to uh, down the field as a passer, 67% uh, completions on throws over 20 yards, um, 22 touchdowns to zero interceptions on throws over 20 plus yards. So down the field, what he does, does with his legs, his ability to create in different ways, that's what teams are looking to do. And I think also the fact that he is an older player, he's ready to go. Um, you know, he, he's going to be a 24 year old rookie and he, you don't foresee him having to sit very long before he's, he's going to be the guy. Whereas with Drake may and even Caleb Williams, these guys are third year players in college, still young, still working through their uh, growing pains. Um, and so Daniels is more ready to go out of the box and it'll be really interesting as we get closer to see if, you know, these, these quarterback rankings, how, how close they are for different teams. It wasn't as if, Dane, that the Drake May's stats were bad. There's nothing bad about what he did, mm -hmm. but he wasn't as anywhere near as prolific as maybe some of the other guys in this class. Why do you think that is? I think part of it is uh, the supporting cast. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I always um, try to you try, try to play this game where uh, if you put Jane Daniels in that North Carolina offense and you put Drake May in the LSU offense, how how how, do, how are things different? How we view these two quarterbacks? Um, is Jane Daniels still be able to find the maybe not the same type of success, but still was he, would he be able to win more games in North at North Carolina than Drake May did? when you don't really have that, you know, you're getting pressured right away because that offensive line struggled to protect you. Uh, the, the receivers you're throwing to, yes, he had Devontae Walker starting, uh, what, in the fourth game. But after Devontae Walker, you don't have an NFL receiver on that depth chart um, uh, for the Tar Heels. So I, the supporting cast, that plays a part. And then down the stretch, the biggest worry with Drake May, there were a few games, uh, the Clemson tape, the North Carolina State tape. Watch those two tapes, and that's where he, you know, really found himself pressing, gotten got himself in some trouble with some of the decisions. He really felt, and it's this happened with Caleb Williams too at USC. Both these guys felt like they had to put the superhero cape on because they weren't getting enough help from other places. So they felt like it had to be all on them to go create, go make a play. Um, in Drake May's career, he, he's uh, 16 interceptions in his career. Uh, Twelve of those have come in the second half. Uh, and again, I think it's because he's just he's pressing at that point because it's a close game and he needs his team to make a play. And sometimes it works out. You know, the Duke tape uh, was fantastic in terms of down the stretch, what he did in the fourth quarter and overtime in that game. Uh, but it was the opposite against Clemson, against NC State. So the, the blame doesn't fall squarely all on him. But, you know, there's there's plenty of blame to go around. But part of it is some of the decision making that that he had. So. Uh, but I'm still a big Drake May fan because of uh, he's cut from the same cloth as Justin Herbert. The I think he has a lot of the mental tenacity that you want at the position. He benefits from the older brother theory. Uh, this is something that I think is is real. If you grow up with older brothers, your competitiveness, your toughness, it just accelerates and evolves quicker than than uh, some other guys. And so he had three older brothers that all played big time athletics in college, um, and and he was a guy that was, you know, you could tell early on he was going to be better than all three because he was always playing up two levels in football or always playing up three levels in basketball because he wanted to play with his brothers. And we're seeing that with Drake May with how advanced he is for just a redshirt sophomore. Uh, there's going to be some growing pains with him, no doubt. But the, the tools, the traits, um, the intangibles that he brings, scouts are pretty excited about that. Our guest is Dane Brugler, does an amazing job breaking down the draft for the athletic do you, what is your like one through three quarterback ranking right now? 
I mean, I would go Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jane Daniels. I think that, um, you know, Caleb, he just, th- th- he's not a perfect prospect. Um, but with what he does, uh, he has this instinctive ability to create. And sometimes when he feels like he has to put that superhero cape on, it, it gets him in trouble. But I'll, I'll live and die with that because I think he has dynamic passing skills. Um, he can work on schedule. He can work off schedule. Um, the positives far outweigh the negatives with him. Uh, he's always in a ready-to-throw position. Um, again, sometimes he gets a little overconfident with his abilities, but he's so masterful at creating those second-chance plays, and it really leads to big-time production. Nobody in, in college football had more touchdowns the last three years than uh, Caleb Williams, 120 uh, total. So, I mean, that that, that uh, speaks a lot about what he can do. Uh, but you know what? He also had the most fumbles over that uh, span, and that's something he needs to clean up, something he has to get better at. So, uh, Caleb, I'd still go at number one. Um, Drake May, you know, I talked about uh, how I'm still very optimistic. Scouts are very optimistic about about him and him, you know, moving forward w- with uh, his progression, his development. Uh, Jane Daniels, I think, has shown a lot. Um, but, again, I think as he had a very – uh, conducive situation uh, around him, and is he really that type of passer that warrants the, a top three pick in the draft? That's where the question mark will be. So a lot of scouts just aren't there yet. They can't get there, even though he did make some strides uh, this past season at, at LSU. So um, I, I, I think that when you look at a quarterback in the top five picks, you know, the goal is not to draft the next Patrick Mahomes. It's just it's not going to happen. That's not a realistic uh, expectation. The goal is to find somebody you think can be a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. And I think that when you look at these three guys, you can get there with 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 these three guys. You can you, I can understand how a team, an evaluator would come to the conclusion that at some point during their rookie contract, you know, one of these three guys is or all three of these guys could get to that level where we're talking about them as a top 10 to 12 quarterback in the league. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. So, Coach me out of this if you want to, or or just react to it. But for me, like when Washington was projected to pick in that four to seven range, and there was still mm-hmm. some runway left in the college season, I was all over Jaden Daniels, wanted him, and I still would be thrilled if if he was the prospect they added, right? But at number two, I like May more. Number one, if if Ben Johnson's their head coach, which it looks like he might mm-hmm. be, to me, it kind of looks a little bit more like possibility of plug and play with this Jared Goff-led offense. But also, I just I think there is more guesswork with Daniels. I think he's electric. There's talk about him maybe being Lamar-like in some way. But as a passer, mm-hmm. it's just so much riskier to me. Uh, clean that up for me. I mean, g- give me your thoughts on that. I think everything you said is fair. Um, his processing has, no question, has improved. Uh, but he will leave his reads too quickly. You know, he's still working through... Because he, he has a very good understanding of where to go with the football. Um, a lot of times he's going to that first read. But, you know, and he can read out left to right, full field reads. But he doesn't necessarily have to all the time. And when he does, sometimes he leaves those reads too quickly. 
Um, I, his accuracy is good. Sometimes when he has to add some of those RPMs, uh, he'll miss a little bit high. Um, the, the placement can be a little more precise to make things easier on his receivers. Uh, and another thing with him that you have to factor in, yes, what he does with his legs is really impressive. The guy's a maniac when he runs. I mean, he, he, does, he needs to learn how to take care of his body. Um, at Arizona State, he was like a buck 85. Now he's gotten up to 205, close to 210. We'll see exactly what he is at the combine. Uh, and that's certainly, you know, he's added weight and done everything he can, but he still has a very slender frame. And taking hits in the NFL, yeah, he played in the SEC, but taking hits in the NFL is still a, a much bigger thing than taking hits in, in the SEC. So taking care of his body, staying healthy, uh, that's that's another factor for a guy that you know. You know, part of the reason you're drafting Dean Daniels is what he can do with his legs. The fact that defenses have to account for that. So, uh, you know, that that's all part of the evaluation with Daniels. Dan Brugler with us here from the Athletic, breaking down the draft on Grant and Danny. So, you you touched on where I was going here, uh, Dan. We're in D.C. We're still a little bit gun shy from what happened with Robert Griffin, right? The Heisman Trophy winner, sure. similar build, probably even a little bit more stout, frankly, than, than than Daniels was at this point, but electric, and then it was gone. I love Lamar Jackson. When he's healthy, it's basically 4,500 total yards, uh, you know, mid-30s touchdowns, and a handful of picks. But there's the times where he's not healthy because of the hits he's taken, et cetera. It's got us kind of a little bit nervous here. Is there a way to sort of – work around that to compensate for that how is Daniels as a guy that's going to maybe avoid some of that contact and slide earlier or something to that effect is it something that he that is part of his game or that'll have to learn because if it's got to be learned that makes me nervous I, I do think it has to be learned I think he is every time he he runs with the football he is prepared to show how tough he is and you know that that's great mentality to have but in the NFL, it's just not realistic when you're built the way he is. You know, I, I think coaches need to really uh, get on him about being durable and making sure that – and that he didn't miss any time uh, at LSU. Uh, the only game he missed was when he opted out of the bowl game the last two years uh, for, for, for the Tigers. So it's not like he has missed significant time uh, with injury. That gives you a little bit of optimism. Uh, but at the same time, again, getting hit in the NFL is much different. And just to prolong his career – you don't need to show me how tough you are every time you run. Um, I, I really love – he's such a dazzling runner. Uh, his dad was a corner, uh, and, you know, that apple didn't fall too far from the tree. He got a lot of that athleticism and a lot of those just athletic instincts. So the way he can buy time, access these different platforms to throw, to, uh, throw from, it's really fun and really – it makes for an explosive offense. So, you know, you kind of have to – I understand what you're saying, being a little gun-shy with it, but – you know, it's uh, it's part of the Jaden Daniels experience, the good and the bad. And so you have to kind of uh, go all in, see how it plays out. As far as Daniels' weight, he's listed like around 185, which is 30 pounds lighter than Griffin or Lamar Jackson. Is he heavier than that now? What do you expect him to weigh at the combine? What do you expect him to play at in the league? Uh, well, I thought, according to a scout who went through Baton Rouge in the fall, he was uh, 206 um, when he went through. Um, so by the combine, I expect him to be over 210. Um, you know, we, we had this discussion with, you know, Bryce Young last year, uh, who played, uh, 188 at Alabama. Then by the time the combine rolled around, he was 204. Uh, and then right after that, I mean, I'm sure he got right below 200 pounds. So for Jaden Daniels, it's what's that comfortable weight. He, he has a very slender bone structure. Uh, so He's it's not, not as like, tiny you know, as he, Bryce Young. I mean, Bryce Young looks like no. a kid when I watch him. Jane Daniels is six three and a half. Yeah, no, no, he's um, height, you know, height, 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 height,
Yeah, height's, height's not a question with him. It's just he has a very slender bone structure. You know, he's not going to bulk up. Not That's just not his body type. So I, I think the goal for Jane Daniels is to be somewhere in that 207 to 212 range. I, I think that's probably the most comfortable weight for him, which, you know, isn't ideal for a guy that's 6'3 and a half. But again, it's a lot better than the 185 that he was at Arizona State. So if he's around 210 at the combine, I think that's a realistic uh, a goal for him. Is there a system design-wise or something that you see in the NFL where you go, they need to get their hands on Daniels because that's the higher ceiling than maybe uh, a Drake May? You know, I don't know anything specific in terms of, uh, you know, a, a scheme that has air raid concepts or, um, uh, you know, uh, some. Uh, we look at what Todd Munkin's been doing in Baltimore um, and just a really smart way of using the middle of the field, tapping into what Lamar Jackson does really well. Um, I, it's just with Jaden Daniels, it's understanding that, uh, you know, he is a guy that wants to use his legs. And so, yeah, he can process from the pocket, but making sure that you're uh, moving the, the pocket, making sure you're creating these different platforms to help extend these routes and to give him more opportunities to use his legs if he needs to, but he is a pass first quarterback. And so uh, I think it really, it's, it's less about system and more about the play caller and offensive coordinator understanding this is the strength of my quarterback. This is how we're going to design our game plan around what he does best. And Jaden Daniels is just a little bit different. But you know what? All three of these guys, Drake May was the best third down scrambler in college football this year. I don't think he gets enough credit for that with mm. what he did with his legs. Caleb Williams extends plays constantly. Not, I mean, and he's a better athlete than I think people give him credit for. He'll break off a 40-yard run like it's nothing. I mean, he is that – he played running back in middle school, and, and Caleb Williams still has that mentality to him when he has the ball in his hands. So all three of these guys are – they influence the game with their legs and their athleticism, and that's just really where the quarterback position is going. Last one for me on Drake May, I guess, two-parter. A comp that you like, and then also – I don't know how much you've studied like Ben Johnson's offense specifically, but just in that offense, the way that they use golf, the way that they operate from the pocket a lot, how would you think May would be a fit there? I think it'd be a, a natural fit because of the way that uh, May is he's very comfortable with a constrained pocket. Um, he, he doesn't need space to operate. Um, you know, he is, he, he's cut from the same cloth as Justin Herbert in terms of that, that size, the athleticism, the arm, uh, the arm confidence, um, sometimes to his detriment. But, uh, you know, he is a guy that in some of the times the accuracy can be just a little bit off. But it's uh, I trust him out of these three quarterbacks. I trust him the most from the pocket. And, you know, again, this is a young player. He's um, just 21 years old. Um, and, you know, he's still going to learn. He's still going to have these ups and downs as part of a you know, learning process. But out of these three quarterbacks, he's the one that I would trust the most from operating from the pocket, but then also can get out on the move. So if that's where it ends, the marriage ends up being with Ben Johnson and Drake Bay, I'm pretty, pretty darn excited if I'm a Commanders fan. So I think it's going to be really interesting here, which head coach they hire, and then who ends up going number one and how that affects what Commanders do at number two, because they're going to have options here. And this draft, it's, it's not a bad thing to have options, and they're going to certainly going to have options with these quarterbacks picking at number two. Dame, great as always with us, buddy. We'll bug you a bunch leading up to the draft, man. Thank you. All right, anytime. Thanks, guys. That's Dame Brugler. Check him out. His work in the athletic is tremendous. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 